0: God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. All right, we are back. Thank you, Jesus, Father, in Jesus' name. Speak through me. Teach us, God, in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. We thank you for this word. We thank you for the call. We thank you for the gifts. We thank you for your spirit. And we just ask that you would just cover us with your blood and um, that you would keep us and that you would help our hearts to be able to receive your word with understanding so that the enemy can't snatch what has been planted away. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever and your truth unto all generation. Hallelujah. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we've talked, we've been talking about the call. We see that Rebecca got the call in Genesis 24. We see she was gifted. We see she had a choice about whether she was going to wait and, and, um, you know, take the call lightly or whether she was going to go. And Rebecca says three words, I will go glory to the name of the Lord. And she goes, um, on her journey to meet her bridegroom and she does it with haste. And when she sees him coming, she gets down off of her donkey. Okay. And she goes and she meets him in the field. Hallelujah. She said, who's that? Oh, let me cover my face. I'm going, (laughs) I'm going now. Glory to God. So she was on point. She was on her job. She was ready to work. She received the call and she did what she needed to do. And we thank the Lord for for that example. And we thank the Lord for that prophetic season. And that's where many of us are um, right now, where God has called us to something. And it doesn't matter what it is. If God has called you to come off of work, then you better come off of work. If God has called you to the ministry, then you better go to the ministry. If God has called you to study, then you better study. If God has called you to, you know, start some type of ministry within your church, you need to do that. If God has called you to a different state, then do it. Whatever God has called you to do, do that. Okay. Okay. And yes, you can be in a season where God calls you to go and have a seat. (laughs) If that's your season, amen. (laughs) But whatever it is that God has called you to do, um, if God has called you in this season to focus on your family and raising your children, do it. Yes, I will go. I will do this thing for you, Jesus. I will raise up mighty men and women of God. Thank you for trusting me with them. Glory to God with these little souls. Hallelujah. Thank you for trusting me with them and do it, girl. Do it. Do it. We thank God for the call that is on our lives. We all have our own call, but whatever it is, say yes and do it with haste, do it with zeal, do it with willingness and take it seriously and do it clothed and your robe of righteousness. Okay. Find me right now. Since we already know the backstory of Rebecca, we should be really familiar with it. It's only in that 24th chapter and we're still on the same scriptures. Remember, this is just a continuation of the lesson that we did yesterday. So, um, meet me in Luke 13. Okay. So we can find out the heart of God, some more concerning, um, what he wants from us when we have a call upon our lives. Remember, we learned that God He gives us gifts. When He ascended, He led captivity captive. Not only did He take authority over the devil um, in the affairs of humanity, right? But He and, and just in general, I mean, He always had authority over him. But y'all know um, the 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 triumph on Calvary. He ca- He led captivity captive. Okay, and then. He gave gifts unto men. And we found out um, yesterday that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So the miraculous faculty is what that word means in the calling or invitation from God. Hallelujah. It is without repentance. But we see in Matthew 22 that someone who decided to answer the call, (laughs) receive that beautiful gift and, and come in into the into the wedding feast. God looks at him and says, how did you get in here and you're not clothed correctly? And we understand according to revelation and some other scriptures that that clothing is the righteousness of the saints. How dare you come in here talking about your called and you're gifted, but you're not righteous. You're not living righteously. You're not living the right way. You're not abiding according to my standard. How dare you? And that servant gets kicked out. So we really need to understand that there has always in the heart of God been a focus on holiness and separation. This is why he gave Israel the law in the first place. He needed them to understand, okay, listen, y'all came from a bunch of pagans. And then you were just around a bunch of pagans in Egypt for hundreds of years. I am separating you now and I'm making you my people. And so I need you to understand that there's certain things you can't do, certain things you can't wear, certain um, things, certain things you can't partake in um, sexually. There's a, a certain manner of behavior that's not right. There's a certain thing that you can't do to your neighbor. You know, God, he sets these standards and it makes these people as they follow these standards, holy. It's just the problem was their hearts were not right. He said, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. We have to make sure that God has our hearts. Glory to the name of the Lord. And we have his standards. Glory to God. We don't want any part of our relationship with the Lord to be out of balance. We don't want to be like the Jewish people who... Feel like um, following the law is what what makes them so powerful and what makes them so righteous. No, we do it because it's the word of God. But we also have to connect our hearts to everything we do for the Lord. So if you decided to change in whatever way, if you decided to sacrifice in whatever way, you did it because you love him. Remember, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. We have been speaking about these things. So um, I'll just move on into this (laughs) and continue going into this lesson so luke 13 and we are going to start at the 23rd verse luke 13 and 23 and it says then said one unto him lord are there few that be saved and he said unto them strive to enter in at the straight gate for many i say unto you will seek to enter in lord jesus and shall not be able... Let me tell y'all something. I don't know if y'all can visualize this, but I can just see these grand gates, these high gates, and people just are outside begging and banging and banging and screaming to get in. And he says they will seek, many will seek, many. Remember, he says there's only few that find the actual road that leads to the to the um, gates, right? But he says there are many that are going to seek to enter in, and they shall not be able. Verse 25: When once the master of the house is risen up, Jesus, and hath shut to the door, my God, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence and thou hast taught in our streets. We know you, right? We've been fellowshipping with you. Of course, you know us. (laughs) Um, We've been, we've been um, reading this word. We've been preaching. We've been prophesying. You, you know us, but he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. My God. So we see the people who were able to stay in the wedding feast. They were clothed in what? Righteousness. These people are workers of iniquity, but they're telling Jesus, we have eaten and drunk in Thy presence. We have been partakers of the word in your presence. We have been slain in the spirit. We have been indulging in in some of our, our, our giftings and our callings in your presence. We've heard your word. You've taught in our streets. And God says, You are workers of iniquity. Go get away from me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that day? Lord, let me tell y'all something. Do what the Bible says. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care. They could call you crazy. Let them call you religious. Let them call you evil. Let them call it witchcraft. Do what the Bible says. There's always going to be people within the church who stand against righteousness. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go there really quickly um, to what Paul says to Timothy in his second letter and what is the second chapter. He says, listen, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. Listen. He says, in a great house, and he's talking about the church of God. He says, there are some vessels of gold and silver and some of wood and earth, and there are some vessels of honor and some to dishonor. Don't you let those vessels of dishonor talk you out of being honorable. Listen to what he goes on to say. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Separate yourself, purge yourself from all those wooden and earthen and dishonorable vessels. Okay. Purge yourself from all that stuff. Don't allow this lukewarm, um, westernized church to cause you to miss your spot in heaven because you're trying to be cool and you're trying to be appealing and you're trying to be able to indulge in sin and get away with it. Because your favorite leaders, your favorite prophetess, because she has hair sacrificed to idols on her head, it has to be cool. God doesn't care about that. No, there's a day coming and scripture is so clear that there is a day coming where God is going to judge all of our works. And it doesn't matter if you've been prophesying. It doesn't matter if you've been drinking and eating in God's presence, God will that day. God will judge and we'll find out who he knows and who he doesn't know. But I would venture to say, if we want him to know us, we need to look like him. The Bible says, beloved, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the word made flesh. You put this word on. You do what this Bible says. This word is him. He'll recognize you if you're living right, if you're loving right, if you are doing what the Bible says. I truly believe the Lord will know who you are. Listen to what um, Paul says. This is 2 Timothy chapter 2 19. He says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And then that's when he starts to go on about in a great house. There are some vessels of honor and some vessels of dishonor. But before that, he says, God knows those who are his. God knows. The Lord knows. If we say we're not sure, we're not sure. God knows. But listen to what he goes on to say. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That is the truth right there. God knows who belongs to him. There's a bunch of people naming the name of Christ. But if you're going to do it, you need to turn from that sin. You need to turn from what you know is wrong. You need to turn from um, consistently missing the mark and making excuses for it. Glory to God. Okay, let's go back to Luke 13. Where are we? We are, um, let's do verse 27. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not when ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out Jesus. He says, Pushed out, kicked out. Depart from me, go. You can't come in, just like in that wedding feast, bound up and thrust or thrown into out of darkness. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. My God, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up at who you perceive to be first. My God, because God tells us this, there's coming a day when the first, shall be last and the last shall be first. And this is why I tell you, don't compare yourself to anyone else's ministry. Whoever you see out there, they may have hundreds of thousands of followers. They may have millions of dollars. They may be so rich and they may prophesy riches and glory and gold dust falls off of them and onto everybody's Bibles and wallets and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. The last shall be first. And the first shall be last. The seal of God, is stands sure. Okay. God knows those who are his. God knows those who are his. Listen to all of you as we are saying yes to the gifting and yes to the call. We have to be clothed in righteousness and let everyone who nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Amen. We say amen to that. We glory in God's complete truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 21 and 19. Let's go to John 21 and 19. And this is Jesus and he's speaking to Peter and he says, this spake, he's signifying by what death he should glorify God. And that means that Peter's death brought glory to God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. I'm telling you all the things that you're going to have to go through, the things you're going to have to sacrifice your very life, everything that you've been fighting for and holding dear and everything that has um, made you who you are, you're going to have to lose all. All of that stuff. Follow me. And what should be your response, Rebecca, in this prophetic timeline? I will go. This is the call. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we are in a place where we are being washed and purified and working. We want to have on the right attire. We want to let go of our old lives and follow Christ. It's so amazing. Same words that, um, Jesus said to Peter at the beginning of this, um, ministry is the same thing he's saying at the end of his earthen ministry. Follow me. That call does not change you all. Follow Jesus through the sacrifices, through the different moves, through the ups, through the downs, through the the, the various issues in your marriage and the various issues with your children while things are changing around, you're seeing them go through changes. They're getting saved. Some are doing better than others. All that stuff. This, it's the same call. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Put that oath, put that flesh to death so I can get my glory out of your life. Hallelujah. Follow me. Our death brings glory to God when we lay down our lives it brings glory to God just like when Jesus laid down his life it brought glory to God hallelujah so we lay it down and it brings the Lord glory when people say man you don't do the things you used to do anymore girl I barely recognized you you know People, I mean, when they see us on this side, if they haven't seen us since we've been in sin, it's almost like they're looking, I don't, uh, for a lack of better terms, they're looking at like a ghost. Who is this person? I know it's you, but is it really you? Is this really possible? This is what God does. When God steps in, he completely changes you. You mean you don't smoke anymore? You mean you're not out there? You don't have nobody? You don't have a little side piece, a little boo, nothing no more? You mean you don't go to the clubs and the bars anymore? Girl, you haven't cursed one time throughout our whole conversation. You mean the Lord has put a coal on your tongue and purified your mouth like that? This is what God can do? This is night and day. You're not the same. Who's that person that you were before? Because they're gone. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And all with that death that we have to go through. Follow me various stages in life that we hit follow God. And all we have to say is I will go, you know what? Through this, I will go because God, you was faithful to me my entire life. You've been faithful through that. And you're going to be faithful in this. Hallelujah. Just say, I will go, whatever it is, everybody. You all have your own things going on in your life, but I just want you to say that it's between you and the Holy spirit right now, but articulate that thing out loud I will go. Hallelujah. That's what God wants from us. And God is saying, follow me. I will go. He says, follow me. We say, I will go. Whatever it is you want from me, Jesus, whatever it is you're requiring of me in this season, I will go. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom. Give me the ability. Give me the capability. I will go. Show me what it is. Expose it to me exactly what it is you want me to do, God. I will go. Who do you want me to leave alone? What do you want me to give up? What do I need to sacrifice? What do I need to change? I will go. We see so many people in scripture. They change their entire lives. God says, listen, I want you to leave right now. I want you to move over here. I'm anointing you to be king. And you know, we see people go through so many changes quick and suddenly. Look how quickly um, Saul became um, king. Quick and subtly, God moves. All he needs us to do is say, I will go. And yes, he will change your entire life just like that. Just like that. Okay. So let us, let's go over to Revelation 22. Thank you, Jesus. Before I read that scripture, I'm going to go into the current um, dynamic of the church that we're, that we have. And I don't believe that the current church dynamic is the healthiest. And I don't believe that it actually, and the popular church or the mo- the modernized church, I don't believe it aligns with scripture So you see a whole bunch of people and the word of God applies to them all. Everyone has gifts. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a purpose. There's a reason why God wants to use each and every person. He says, I, the, the, um, master gave unto his servants or this Lord gave unto his servants, these, these, um, gifts or talents according to their ability. So God is saying, I didn't you know, put an expectation on you that was too big for you to meet. I gave you things that you were capable of doing. And God expects us to be able to say, here, God, you gave me this gift. You gave me these gifts, and this is what I've done with them. But our current church dynamic does not foster that type, It's not going to foster that response because there's a couple of committees, okay, within our church, um, our common churches. We may have a prayer team, We may, some churches may have an evangelism team. Some may have the, um, the volunteer team where some people get to feed the, the homeless or, um, the hungry. Okay. Um, and then you have the praise and worship team and that is really, and then you have the, the preachers. Okay. Um, that is not scripture. Now, some of it is pulled from scripture. But the power is in following scripture so what does the bible say the bible says that we are disciples going out there declaring this gospel in all nations glory to god the bible says that if we believe there's a sign that follows us that says we speak in new tongues something else that happens is if we're believers we cast demons out glory to god Another thing that happens, a sign that follows us who believe, we lay hands on the sick and they recover. There's a spiritual gift called the uh, gift of uh, healing. There's a spiritual gift called the gift of miracles. There's discerning of spirits. In all of these things, you have to be a spiritual person to operate in it, connected to the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit, abiding in the Spirit, and allowing that realm to really dictate what you do where you function from and what you believe. There is no end and no beginning in that realm. There's no limits to what you can do when you're operating in that realm. And I wanna say this, there are people right now walking around calling themselves psychics and mediums and magicians and, and sorcerers Who were supposed to be, remember the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. These people were supposed to be prophets and workers of miracles. But what happened is they tapped into the spirit realm by the wrong spirit. Okay. And they're more strong in their convictions or they're stronger in their convictions than the saints are. They're stronger in their gifting than we are. And they're operating by an unclean spirit in it. So somebody was supposed to be working miracles and they learned how to do magic and they're out there walking on water. We've seen these things. I I, know I saw them um, growing up. People who are supposed to be magicians, David Blaine and Chris Angel and all these Satanists out there um, working with unclean spirits um, who are manipulating the gifts that were placed upon these people's lives. And here we go in the church. Here we go in the church. First of all, probably watching the foolishness on TV, but secondly, sitting in the church with the same gifts, not doing anything to bring glory to God's kingdom, not knowing how to work because every Sunday we come in there and we clap our hands while the praise and worship team sings and tries to get us into quote the spirit they're trying to get us into the spirit so yeah so we got to try to clap our hands and stuff like that some of us some of us may run around the church and things like that we sit down and we listen to somebody preach we listen to somebody pray we say amen and then after that y'all we take offering and then we go home and that is not the biblical church we are full of giftings we have a great call there are things we are supposed to be doing in this earth. We're not supposed to be fearful. We're not supposed to make light of it. We're not supposed to make Jesus wait. We're supposed to say, I will go. If this is what the Lord is asking me to do. This is what I'm going to do. If this is what the Lord wants from me, this is what he's getting from me. He's called me to come. I'm coming. He says, I need to be clothed in a proper attire. I'm putting on my righteousness. I'm taking off this world. Hallelujah. And I'm going to follow him. I want him to know me on judgment day. All right. There's a lot of gifted people. There's a lot of anointed people. There's a lot of called people, but you want to be chosen and faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You want Jesus to know you. And remember, you want him to know you. You have to look like his word. He is the word. He'll recognize his word. Hallelujah. And we need to rejoice in that. We need to be glad That God is integral to his word and he watches over his word to perform it. Everything in this Bible is true. Hallelujah. And it is. It's good for doctrine. It's good for reproof. It's good for correction and um, instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the people of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we take this Bible and it is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction in righteousness. So, yes, you can look at this and say, this is doctrine for me. I live by this. This word, it reproves me. It corrects me and it teaches and instructs me and directs me how to be a righteous individual. Because those things don't come natural to me. So it doesn't matter what I feel or what I think. I have confessed that I needed a savior and his name is Jesus. And this righteous savior has put his standards in his word. I want to be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So I have to let this word that is profitable for doctrine reproof, correction and instruction in righteousness. Teach me. Hallelujah. I have to allow it to instruct me and reprove me and correct me and be the doctrine that I live by. It's no longer my mind. Not, no longer what I think. No longer what I used to believe. No longer what used to be right and feel right. It's all about this word. May the word of God wash you. It's the only way we're going to cleanse our ways. If you take heed to the word of God. The only way you're going to cleanse your ways, if you take heed to the word of God, the Bible says that God is um, washing us with the water by his word so that he can present us to him a glorious church, not having any spot wrinkle or any such blemish. And it says so that we should be holy and without blemish. And that's in Ephesians. That's what he wants. Wants us to be holy and without blemish. That's the word. Hallelujah. I rejoice. The Bible says we give thanks at the remembrance of your holiness. I thank God we serve a holy God. I thank God we serve a God that's not like man. I thank God that we're not out here serving the devil. We serve Jehovah. We serve Elohim. We serve Jesus. And he is holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if we're going to serve him, we have to be holy too. And there's a behavior that becometh holiness. Hallelujah. And we find the standard for it in his word. Everything we need is in this Bible. Glory to the name of the Lord. Revelation 22. Hallelujah. Let's go there. We are spiritual people, you all. God has placed a work for all of us to do. It's not about um, Tiffany. It's not about any other leader it's about you and Jesus and you doing what God has called you to do any good leader should be directing you to be who God has called you to be follow his word and do what God has called you to do any good leadership really be directing you straight to Jesus this is his word this is what he wants this is his standard this is how you this is what he is looking for i pray that you get closer to Jesus Because of these lessons that are being taught. I pray that you are understanding his standard for your life because of what you are hearing right now. Hallelujah. Um, what we are taught typically in our typical church dynamic, it's not birthing out the saints that Jesus, um, that we see in scripture. Okay. Revelation two, we want to be the saints that we see in scripture. We want to be adorned in modest apparel. We want to be operating in our spiritual gifting. We want to be keeping the commandments of God because we love Him. Hallelujah. We want to be purifying ourselves even as He is pure. We want to be following peace with all men. Thank you, Jesus. We want to do what this word says. The Bible says the commandments of God are not grievous. It's not a grievous thing to subject yourself to the authority that God has set in place. It's not a grievous thing to keep His commandments. It's not a grievous thing to love him with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbor as yourself. It's just we need to humble ourselves and become obedient to the word of God. His standard is clear. Hallelujah. And this word is our judge. Okay? This word that God has given us is going to judge us. According to God's word, he says, I'm not even going to judge you. The word which I have spoken will be your judge. Lord, have mercy. We have to follow this. this. This is like, you know how if you have you have to pass a test and you get a cheat sheet? This is like the equivalent of that. It tells you exactly what needs to happen and what you need to do to get into the kingdom of God. Exactly. I mean, it's very specific. Don't allow people to twist you up with different doctrines and different interpretations. Do what the Bible says says you all the bible is clear it's very clear even when it comes to the mark of the beast the bible is very clear without it you won't be able to buy or sell okay i mean there's a whole bunch of um events that take place around it. the bible is very clear it's very clear very clear so um do what the bible says and that, whatever I just said, don't have nothing to do with a vaccine. I, I am not a supporter or an advocate for vaccinations of any kind ever for any reason, okay? I have not been for several years and I don't ever plan to be. But I'm, t- I'm just saying that to say the Bible is clear. It's clear about the end times. It's clear about the way you're supposed to be living. Um, it teaches us about the Lord. Um, It teaches us about prayer. It teaches us about fasting. It teaches us about giving. It teaches us about the way we should carry ourselves. It teaches us how we should treat our husbands. For men, it teaches men how they should treat their wives. It teaches us how to raise our children. The Bible is clear about everything. What happens is flesh comes in and begins to start twisting and say, no, he didn't really mean it like that. No, he didn't really mean it like that. No, that doesn't really mean that. Don't let these people drag you into a place, into outer darkness, into a place you don't want to go. Follow the word of God. Like Jesus said, follow me. We don't want to be outside the gates, trying to get in fighting and striving to get in. We don't want to be outside the gates. We want to be inside when that door shuts. We want Jesus to know us and fellowship with us and commune with us. Hallelujah. That's what I want. That's what I am aspiring for. I want to see Jesus when this life is over and there's no friendship, there's no relationship, there's no outfit, there's nothing worth me losing that, that great gift to just be here and be called and be anointed and all that stuff and have all these gifts and still not get in. Not I, I don't care what culture says today. I don't care what the social norm is. I don't care how things have changed historically. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said for the church then is what he means for the church today. Hallelujah. And I'm going to follow it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to seek what it says, the old path, where is the good way there's a bunch of people that said, we're not going to follow it. I will. Jesus said, that's the good way. Hallelujah. And that's where we find rest for our souls in that way. There's no rest in sin. There's no rest in secularism. There's no rest in worldliness. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. This is the word. Hallelujah from the angel of the Lord. He, which is filthy, let him be filthy still. If you're going to do it, then you go ahead on and do it. You want to be filthy, then stay filthy. You want to be unjust, be unjust. But what does he say? And he, that is righteous, let him be righteous. Still stay that way. And he, that is holy. Let him be holy. Still stay that way. Don't you change. Hallelujah. Because God is coming like a thief in the night. Hallelujah. And I rejoice. Hallelujah. Because God's word is sure. God is coming like a thief in the night and he's told us what to do. And he says, he that is unjust, be unjust still. If that's who the way you are and you know, all of this stay that way. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And what else does he say? He that is unjust. He that is filthy. Let him be filthy still. Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. But he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. And Jesus says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David in the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that heareth say, come and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. That's why the Bible says, blessed are they that keep the words of this book. Thank you, Jesus. We got to keep these words. We got to take this thing serious. We've been called into a great kingdom. Hallelujah. A great kingdom. God has called us with a great and a high calling. Thank you, Jesus. We say yes, we drop our nets. We say yes, we're not going to make light of it. We say thank you, Lord, for the gifts. Teach me, God, how to function and operate in these spiritual giftings. I'm going to tell you all, it starts with the renewing of your mind, that the things that used to bind you and keep you bound no longer do. They no longer have power over you. Okay. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. And behold, I come quickly. This is the Lord speaking and my reward is with me. So God says, I want you to move with haste because I am coming quickly. There's work for you all to do now. Look. I am coming quickly. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the the, the last. He which testifieth these things saith surely, I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. The call is great. And um, you all, in Revelation 22, I read chapters, I mean, excuse me, verses 11 through 16. I read verse 20. And let me see. Did I read anything else? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think I read any other scriptures. Okay. um, But you all... The call is great. The call is serious. God has need of you. God has a purpose for you. God wants to use you for great things. And we thank him that this great God who we read about, he wants to fellowship with us. He wants us to know him and he wants to know us. I encourage you, get into your prayer closet, make it a comfortable space for you to meet the Lord and begin to meet God. Begin to meet him consistently. Put him first, hallelujah, treasure him. Let him know what he's worth to you. Love on him in the name of Jesus. Give him the love and the respect and the attention that he deserves. Give him the obedience that he deserves and he expects obedience from us swiftly and quickly. When God says, follow me, just simply say, I will go and let perfect love be at work in you so that it can cast out all fear that may come from any of your own insecurities or apprehension. Let there be no hindrances. Like that servant says, hinder me not. There's a work that needs to be done and you have to complete the assignment of your master. I love you all. um, And um, thank you. I pray that this blessed you today. And I just pray that you take this word to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. And let's keep praying for our sisters and their children who are out here um, still trying to, uh, tempting, uh, Satan attempting to take them out. And we are believing that because of this fast, because of these lessons, because of the prayers, um, and the prayer points that God is turning the hearts of women to him, hallelujah. And that their children will be raised up in righteousness. And we will see souls saved and we will see the real gospel of Jesus Christ at work in the lives of people. And not a half gospel, not a tainted gospel, not a false gospel, but the real gospel. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, who upholds this real gospel that upholds the real Jesus, all of him, not just some of him, hallelujah, but all of him. And we thank we thank the Lord for his word. And I just pray that you all have a blessed and awesome day. God bless you in Jesus name. Amen.